Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healthier with Itishab Ahmed. <laughs> now I started uh, this episode with that little audio clip uh, because I thought it was quite fitting because the, the community, uh, the workout community, the gym community uh, talks a lot about supplementation. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and, you know, mention the the biggest uh, types of supplements that are used, um, including pre-workout, uh, creatine, protein supplements, and just general vitamin and mineral supplements. So uh, firstly, right, let's talk about pre-workout. So um, pre-workout essentially is, uh, is a supplement that is supposed to give you energy, Right, give you that a little bit of energy boost, and um, help you recover uh, from your exercise. Right, essentially, it would indirectly improve your performance. Right, so it's not directly going going to uh, promote muscle growth, but it will improve your actual performance, your actual um, workout session. You could say, right. So, in terms of safety. Uh, every supplement that I'm going to mention today is more or less safe, right? Um, especially if you're in Canada, it's it's going to be safe because the government is so strict with all these uh, all the all the ingredients that go into it. Um, but you should keep in mind that there's a lot that we do not know, right? As per you know, according to all the current information that we have, it is generally safe, right? Um, but a lot of long-term data is still um, is still pending. So, how does uh, uh, how does pre-workout work? Well, it has many different uh, ingredients in it, right? And every ingredient essentially is supposed to provide you with a boost of energy and um, and uh, you know. But when I say energy, I don't mean like actual energy, not like ATP. What I mean is it kind of pumps you up. It gets you hyped up, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, actual energy is also in there, but f- its its main purpose is to hype you up and help you perform better and help you with recovery as well. Some of the most common ingredients are caffeine, creatine, um, amino acids, right, including uh, beta-alanine as well. Uh, beta-alanine is like one of the biggest um, amino acids that are in there, but many amino acids are in there. Um, and there's also some uh, nitric oxide agents. So, and we know that nitric oxide is uh, is um, is really good, you know, for for athletic performance. So, um, are they necessary? I would say that you know it depends person to person. I hate giving this answer every time. <laughs> every nutritional question is always answered with, "Well, it depends person to person," but the reason it depends person to person is because generally I would say, you know, just don't take it. Stick to something natural, right? Th- that's just my personal opinion, though. But if somebody really needs it and they cannot go to the gym without it, okay, fair enough. Take Just take it, right? I don't, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not against it. Uh, but the way I see it is why take something that you do not need, right? Uh, why take something if there is a natural remedy for it as well? Now, the natural remedy is not going to work as well, right? And if you must have gains and you need these gains, 
okay, sure, you know, take them, but why risk it with all the preservatives added in it, right? And why risk it with the uh, with the uh, the little amount of long term uh, data that we have? So nobody can confidently say that yes, this is healthy for you. You cannot confidently say that. Um, right so you have to keep these things in mind when you're making the decision to take pre-workout you have to keep in mind that um, there are a lot of uh, ingredients in it a lot of ingredients that you could just take naturally as well so I would personally say you know just just save your money just drink something natural right and if, if you want if you are looking for something natural right you, you can easily make like you could you could get a bunch you could get yogurt you could throw in some some raspberries in there you could throw in some berries in there right some antioxidants in there uh you could drink matcha tea you could drink you know just regular coffee you could drink um you can make maybe beetroot juice right um right uh, you can make maybe um like oatmeal and throw in some dark chocolate in there right so there, there's many 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 ways uh, and many many alternatives to uh pre-workout now these things won't like you know, they won't have that same effect, right? That protein or that pre-workout has because pre-workout essentially aims to use all these different ingredients to create a um, to create a large effect, right? Because because I mean, all these ingredients together would make a larger effect than intaking each ingredient separately, right? So that's that's technical. That, that's basically what it what it does. Um, as a supplement um, but again you know the, the question is whether it's necessary or not and this depends on person to person but I think the large uh, the large the general population does not have a big need for it and uh, especially um, people are going uh, people that are new um, that are just beginning to work out so beginners they definitely do not need it right so, so, so that's, uh, that, that's pre-workout, right? Let's talk about creatine supplements that I am a little bit more familiar with. So pre-workout, I mean, I knew about it. I didn't know too much about it before this podcast. I had to read quite a bit on it to, to make this episode. Uh, but creatine supplements, I knew about it, um, uh, I knew about it, you know, for, for quite a while. And, um, well, I'm in the kinesiology field and a lot of my peers, uh, they say like, yeah, bro, take creatine. It'll give you, it'll get you gains, bro. So, does it really? Well, um, well, the short answer is yes, it does, right? Uh, but not directly. It does not directly translate into into muscle. What creatine does is it utilizes something called the uh, creatine phosphate uh, shuttle, right? Or it's also called the ATP uh, PC shuttle. And uh, I won't get into too many scientific details, but essentially it is a natural system in your body, which uses something called phosphocreatine or creatine phosphate uh, to create short-term energy, right? Short bursts of energy, which lasts like not even more than two reps, right? Just, I think, I, I believe... Well, it varies person to person, but I believe generally it lasts like five to ten seconds, right? So very, very short bursts of energy. So when you're taking protein supplements, something to keep in mind is that when you're taking it, you must 
utilize the energy system that the creatine supplement is targeting, right? Which is the ATP PC pathway. So how do you target that? Well, you do exercises that are um, very low, uh, low repetition and uh, high weights, right? Generally. So, I mean, uh, what I mean is like movements or bursts of energy that last like a little less than 10 seconds. So if you do that, then you are utilizing the ATP-CP pathway very well. And that is basically what the creatine supplement targets. Now, if you were just taking creatine supplements and doing your regular workout, you there might be a slight effect, but it would not use the creatine supplement to its full potential. Uh, so, so that's essentially what the creatine supplement does. Um, so is it necessary? I, I For this, I definitely strongly believe that it is not necessary, especially for um, for beginners, right? Um, there is no, well, at least I don't know, a natural, um, a natural replacement for this that, that exactly replaces, uh, creatine supplements. Um, but I, even if there's no natural replacement, I really don't think, uh, this type of supplement is necessary unless you are a high level lifter that, you know, really, really, really needs it to level up and lift much heavier weights. I think in those cases, I guess, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it could be, it could be useful. Now, uh, in terms of, uh, dangers of using this type of supplement, well, there's specific ways to take the supplement. There are, uh, I'm not familiar, I'm not too familiar with how to, uh, consume it. Uh, but there are different ways that people consume it. So, uh, essentially you kind of intake them for a couple months, then you take a break for a couple months you know, you have a loading phase and then, you know, you take a break. Um, I'm not familiar on how to do that, but I do know that if you do take it more than the recommended amount, more than you need, uh, there could be some, uh, some negative effects, uh, that could come with it, especially if you are taking these supplements along with other supplements that could, um, that could have a bad effect on you. So, um, Overdoing it is definitely bad for you. That we know. It could cause problems in your kidney and liver. But overall, if taken as recommended um, and taking it moderately, right, it's, 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 it's okay for you. But again, this also you know, applies to this as well. I would just rather not unless I really need it, right? And it definitely is not needed to just be generally healthier. Its goal is, well, if you want higher gains, if you want to... If you want to lift heavier weights, I, I get it, right? In those cases, I guess it's it, it makes sense why someone would take it. But if it's just if you're just aiming to be healthier, this is definitely not required. So um, that is uh, creatine supplements. Let's talk about protein supplements. So essentially, it's it's in the name, right? Protein supplements is just uh, supplementing uh, the macromolecule protein. Now, I'm going to compare this to taking dietary protein, meaning like protein in your food. If you haven't gotten this impression yet, I am always pro-natural, right? If there is a version that is natural versus a version that is, you know, supplemented or made in or processed, made in factories or whatever, 
I'm definitely going to pick the natural method. I think it's re I, I think everyone would do that. I think it's reasonable, right? Um, but there are still, you know, no dangers with taking protein supplements. There's no known dangers about it. There are dangers for, you know, in taking protein, in taking too much protein in general. There are uh, dangers of that, uh, but not with protein supplements necessarily, right? Now, is this required? Well, um, in some cases, it is required sometimes medically, right? If you need to increase the amount of protein you take and, you know, you just don't have the time during the day or, you know, it's, it's, it's getting difficult. I, I get it why someone will take extra protein supplements. Now, there is a threshold, right? I'm not entirely, sh- uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what the general threshold is, but if you, um, the more protein you take, the more muscle you make, right? Um, that kind of rhymes, right? I, I should make a, I should make a t-shirt out of that, but, um, there is a limit to that, right? So once you reach that, that limit, you no longer benefit from intaking more protein, right? So the more you, the more you take, the more muscle you make, but eventually it becomes useless to take any more because your body just does not absorb anymore or does not utilize anymore and you start to excrete it, right? Um, now, when, you're, when, when you have a lot of protein that you intake, right? This is another, there's a study on this. You guys could search it up. Uh, I think it's, it's relatively new. Um, yeah, it, it was released in uh, May, well, released in 2015, um, early 2015. Um, so the, the title is, uh, the effects of protein supplements on muscle mass, strength, and aerobic and anaerobic power in healthy adults. And you could take a look at, uh, what the effects are, but there's another, um, there's another journal that talked about the, um, the effects of protein supplements on microbiota. Um, so that, that's essentially your gut bacteria, Right. And what they noticed was that when people consume a lot of protein, right, which is uh, very common in people who intake protein supplements, what happens is a lot of it makes it to your large intestine where your gut bacteria lives. And uh, when protein makes it there, your gut bacteria are not too happy about it, right? And that could negatively affect um, your gut bacteria. Now, this varies person to person, right? I know people that intake a protein rich diet and they feel very you know they they feel very good about it you know they're they feel a lot better than they did with with the you know a traditional diet um but generally uh there there is evidence that it could cause uh that could cause problem with your gut bacteria right you could search this article that i just taught where i got this information this article is titled protein supplements and their relation uh, with nutrition microbiota composition and health is more protein always better for sports people um it is um well one of the authors is anna carlund and um this is this is very very new this was released in 2019 right so you can check this out this is also on the national library of medicine and uh so this is actually the article that talked about the uh that that threshold that i mentioned earlier so you reach a point where it is no longer benefiting you right? And that threshold could very easily be reached by just 
in taking more protein from your diet. You don't need your protein powder for this. Now, protein powder makes things more convenient, right? But at what cost? Um, now, I don't, I, I'm not calling protein supplements uh, unhealthy. I'm not calling them bad for you. I'm not regarding them as you know bad for you. But I genuinely do not know at what cost it comes at. Therefore, I will try to stay away from it, right? I don't know what the effects of the... Um, of the preservatives are, I don't know what the effects of, uh, the, the different things that increase its shelf life and, um, the different things that, you know, make it. So, so another thing to keep in mind is that the protein or not, this is not only true for protein, it's also true for the vitamin and the minerals. They include, um, forms of the protein that are not as easily absorbed right by your body so uh, and the reason they do this is because the absorbed the the absorbable version is actually um, is very active and it doesn't last very very long so that would actually decrease its shelf life by quite a bit right so I mean the, these things stay around at the shelf very uh, for a very long time and the longer they stay there the less they get absorbed right by your body so that's that's another thing, another thing to keep in mind, right? Like I always, you know, I always go towards whatever is natural, right? I'll just, you know, I'll I'll just put more meat in my diet. I'll put more eggs in there, you know, I'll eat uh, you know, if you're eating a sandwich, throw in some hummus in there, right? Throw in some hummus, throw in some beans. Just uh try to look for ways to, you know, just have a little bit more protein in your diet if you're trying to take on more muscle. Or even if you're just having, if you're just thinking about having a protein-rich diet, through, uh, sorry, for medical reasons, right? So, so that's my take on um, protein supplements, right? Now, uh, general vitamin and mineral supplements. Okay, I am a huge fan of those, right? The reason I'm a huge fan of those is because, uh, you know, there's there's people who metabolize these different um these different minerals and vitamins differently right um not everyone's the same everybody knows that right and sometimes we fail to appreciate right uh this we fail to appreciate this fact because i know people that can drink coffee and sleep like an hour later right whereas someone like me who drinks coffee uh, there is five hours well this is this is a <laughs> this is a uh, homemade experiment that i kind of did um, generally, you know, if, if it has been five hours since I drank coffee, it's easy for me to fall asleep. It's relatively easy for me to fall asleep, right? So if I have coffee around like, you know, late afternoon, uh, it's, I'm, I'm going to sleep quite late. <laughs> so it, it disrupts my sleep quite a bit. So I do feel lethargic, but I, and, and I do feel tired, but I just can't fall asleep. Um, so there, that's because I don't happen to metabolize caffeine as quickly as the people who um, who sleep right after drinking coffee do, right? So this applies to not just caffeine, this applies to all the vitamins and minerals as well. Some people absorb vitamins better, some people utilize them better, some people metabolize them better. So for the people who, you know, just genuinely cannot, you know, make enough vitamin D from the sun, Protein supplements are uh, not protein supplements. Vitamin D supplements are just amazing for them. 
because naturally, I mean, they're supposed to be able to make it naturally, but they just cannot, right? So uh, th that's why I'm a huge fan of them. Now, obviously, this this uh, applies to everything, right? Always go for the natural source. If you do, you know, know of a way to increase your vitamin D levels naturally, gen for for sure, just go for that. Just go for that, right? Go for that. Don't take any uh, any supplements. Uh, but it's it's not that simple, right? And uh, it's these you have so you also have to kind of weigh, you know, how much of an effect that natural uh, solution has, um, and and how much of an effect our supplement has. You need to weigh the effect. You need to weigh the convenience. You need to weigh the um, you need to weigh the potential harm. That could be caused by it. And when you do that, generally what people find is that these supplements are usually better. Right? So, uh, can you can you consume more than the recommended amount? And w will that be dangerous? Well, that depends what type of supplement you're taking. Right? If your supplement is uh, water-soluble, then usually you can excrete it quite easily. Right? It's very difficult to overdose on a substance that you can excrete, uh, excrete very easily. But uh, in in terms of uh, vitamins that are not water soluble, those uh, are you get you you can definitely um, overdose on them very easily. When I say overdose, I don't mean like it's not fatal, right? But um, you will experience the harm from it, right? So, it depends on the type of uh, vitamin or mineral. But generally, I'm, I'm a huge fan of these types, and I, I want to look more into it, right? Um, I, I learned quite a bit about this, uh, you know, through school. Uh, the effects of these different uh, supplements and how these supplements interact with each other, right? How uh, these different vitamins and minerals uh, interact with each other. So, I, I think I'll definitely have a, a episode about that as well. Right, uh, just you know, just the whole uh, episode dedicated to vitamins and minerals, but uh, you know, this is my general opinion, right? Um, so I, I hope you know this was uh, this was helpful. Um, I'd like to hear some opposing uh, sides as well because I genuinely want to know more about this. I don't think that my research has been. Um, I don't think I don't think my research is perfect. I think there's there's probably something I'm missing. Uh, so that's why I try not to have, you know, concrete opinions. I'm not opposed to anything. Uh, but I just go with whatever my you know, whatever I am more familiar with. That's that's what I usually go with. And that happens to be things that are natural, things that my body knows what to do with, things that um, are meant to be uh, consumed by me, meant to be inside my body. So these are the things that I generally uh, go towards. And that's why I usually avoid supplements, right? But I do take them, especially the vitamin and mineral ones, especially if, I'm, if I find that I'm deficient in some or if I find that I could use them to be more active throughout the day. Some uh, vitamins that can make you active throughout the day is uh, vitamin B is like a notorious one, right? If you take vitamin B, it'll keep you on your feet, right? It'll make you more efficient, in burning energy and utilizing your food as energy, um, 
right? Uh, calcium is amazing for, for athletes. Vitamin D and calcium is amazing for athletes. Uh, very good for preventing osteoporosis, right? So there's like countless health benefits to taking these vitamins and mineral supplements. Um, in terms of like athletic performance, I'm not too sure about that. But for general health, for the general public, uh, these supplements are, are, are amazing, right? Um, so I'll wrap it up here, all right? Uh, I hope this was insightful. Um, I hope I did not... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think I said anything uh, uh, that is too controversial in, in the field of nutrition, right? I think it's definitely reasonable to go with the, with the healthier option. So... Um, so I'll I'll call it I'll I'll wrap it up here and uh, I'll see you guys uh, in another episode. All right? Take care.